A reading from Colossians 1, verses 3 to 4 and 9 to 14. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. For this reason, since the day we heard of you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all the power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. So if the children would like to come to the front, uh, it's the first Sunday of the month. So on the first Sunday of the month, we all have, always have an all-age uh, service and uh, a talk that's a little bit more applicable for everyone. So come up to the front, grab a seat anywhere uh, around the front there. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start by showing you some famous cities, and I want to see if you can tell me which cities they are, see if you can name them. Um, If you can't, I'll throw it over to the adults, but let's see how we go. They start quite easy, and they get progressively harder. So the first one, you should know this. What city is that? Got Jess? Sydney. Sydney. Okay, good. Next one. Uh, Travis. That is Big Ben. And which city is that in? Caleb. London. You used to live there, so I hope you get that. Uh, This one, getting a bit harder now. Hang on. Uh, Tino? Yeah, that's in Brazil. Do you know which city it is? Anna? New York? No, it's not New York. Adults? Rio, okay, fantastic. Next one. What city do you think that could be? Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you think, Cassie? Tokyo. Is that what you said? Yes, absolutely right. Well done. Oh, that's a hard one. Good. Excellent. This one. How about this? Anyone? Jess, do you know that one? Bali. Bali. Bali, no, good guess. Any other thoughts? Adults? Taffy? Dubai. Okay, next one. Next one. Okay. Where's that? Adults? Well, no, no, you mean no one recognizes this city? Yeah, you don't recognize it? You don't recognize, David, do you think you recognize it? What? No? Okay, this is, this is Colossae. Colossae. And you might say, well, how can Colossae be famous? It's just a field. There's nothing there. Uh, well, Colossae was never a big or important city, and the only reason we know about it is because a man called Epaphras started a church there. And when he'd started this church, he then went to visit the Apostle Paul, who was in prison. You remember the Apostle Paul. Paul hated Christians. He was going around from city to city, arresting Christians, having them put in prison. He was really against the Christians. But one day, on a long journey, Jesus appeared to Paul. There was a very bright light. He was blinded, and uh, he, he lost his sight for a time, but God gave him his sight back. And when God gave him his sight back, 
Paul knew that he had to follow Jesus. And he spent the rest of his life traveling from city to city, telling people the good news about Jesus. Uh, A lot of the books that we have in the Bible are written by the Apostle Paul. But, uh, But some people didn't like some of the things that Paul was saying and doing. So Paul himself spent a lot of time in prison. Anyway, Epaphras, who started this church in Colossae, he went to visit Paul and he said, hey, I've started this church in Colossae and uh, the Christians there, they love Jesus and they're following him wholeheartedly. And Paul got so excited that he wrote a letter to the church in Colossae. We still have that letter, it's in the Bible, and it is the book or the letter of Colossians. And Paul begins by saying this, He says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. As Christians, we should get very excited and thank God whenever someone puts their faith, puts their trust in Jesus. In fact, we should get excited whenever someone moves a step closer to Jesus. So we're going to try that now. We're going to, we're going to celebrate and give God thanks. Um, children, if you stand up, adults, you don't need to stand up. Children, stand up. We're going to thank God for all that he's doing in the world and all that he's doing in people's lives. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to cheer. Okay. I'm just going to point to note. Okay. There's a difference between cheering and screaming. So cheering is like, yay, and screaming is, ah, we're going to go with, we're going to go with cheering, yeah? And the adults are going to join in as well. Uh, but uh, what we're going to do is when I do this, everyone's going to cheer, yay, and when I do that, you've got to stop instantly, okay? Do you reckon you can do that? Okay, adults as well, let's see if you can do this. Yay! Oh, dear, that didn't stop very quick. I think, but I think, I think it's mainly adults that messed that one up, though. Let's try that again. Oh, that's a bit better. Okay, excellent. So let's give thanks to God for all that he's doing in the world, all that he's doing in people's lives. lives. So the, we know that the worldwide church is growing rapidly. Yeah. Especially in Africa, Asia, South America. There are people in our schools and in our places of work and in our families who want to know about Jesus. We're here today because we want to worship Jesus. Uh, Don't don't preempt the. You you all keep going until you. Right. Okay. We're baptizing Sylvia today, who is the newest member of our church. The Lord will continue to add to our number those whom he is calling. Okay, sit down. Fantastic. So just as Paul thanked God for the church in Colossae, the Colossians, we thank God because he keeps bringing people into his kingdom. It really is very exciting. Uh, Next, Paul prays for the Colossians, and he prays that God will fill them with the knowledge of God's will. In other words, uh, that they will uh, know what God wants for them and that they will know what God wants from them. You see, when we follow Jesus, it's not about what we want. It's about what God wants for us. God has a purpose and a plan 
for our lives. And his plan is far more exciting and fulfilling than anything that we would come up with for ourselves. But how can we know what God wants from us? Well, Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit will help us to understand God's will. Now, you remember that there's God the Father, there's God the Son, that's Jesus, and there's God the Holy Spirit. Uh, All three are God, but there is only one God. And hopefully this diagram will make it a bit clearer and not confuse you. But you see, uh, God the Father is not Jesus. He's not the Son. He's not the Holy Spirit, but he is God. The Holy Spirit is not God the Father, is not Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is God. And Jesus is not God the Father, and he's not the Holy Spirit, but he is God. So you have three persons and one God. And I want to focus on the Holy Spirit today because it's the Holy Spirit who will help us to understand what God wants from us. And we can only ever come to know Jesus because of the Holy Spirit being at work in our lives. And when we become followers of Jesus, when we put our trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit will literally come to live within us. So that means that God will literally be living within us. That is quite amazing, isn't it? It's wonderful. But if we want God to speak to us, we've got to be listening. If we want God to speak to us, we've got to be listening. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity to speak into our lives. So I've got something I want you to do. Listen. I want you to take the stickers out of the bag, and I want you to put them, uh, to share them out. Did you, did you hear that? Well, you have got ridiculously good hearing. You weren't, you weren't supposed to hear that. But anyway, did, did you hear the whole thing? You didn't hear it. Why? You heard some of it, but you didn't hear it properly, did you? Not, um, oh, dear. The children have got better hearing than I've given them credit for. But let's say, okay, you didn't hear it exactly. You kind of heard something about it. But what, what would you need to do if you wanted to hear me perfectly well? Why couldn't you, why couldn't you hear me perfectly? Travis. Pardon? Because I'm only talking softly. Can we talk about the small, still voice of God? So maybe God speaks softly, but we can hear him. But how, how would I need to, how, what would you need to do to hear me more clearly when I'm speaking like that? Cassie? You need to walk. Pardon? We need to walk closer to you speak Okay, okay. We'll come and do that then, Cassie. You need to come closer if you want to hear what I'm saying. Come up. So as I said to Cassie, take the stickers out of that bag and make sure everyone gets one at morning tea. And probably the best thing to do is give them to Stacey and then she'll give them back to you at morning tea and you can be responsible, Cassie, for making sure that everyone gets one of those. Uh, it's like that with God. God wants to speak to us, but if we want to hear from God, we need to draw close to God in prayer. We've got to get close to him and hear what he's saying. Prayer is speaking to God, but it's also listening to God and hearing what he's got to say to us. So there's something else that I would like you to do, and it's written down inside this envelope. Do you know what it says? No. You don't know what it says inside this envelope? Uh, Alan, do you know what it says inside this envelope? 
Do you know chess? I'll take that as a no. Okay. So why don't you know what it says inside this envelope? You're not a mind reader. What, what, why else, David? Why don't you know what it says in here? Um, Caleb? Pardon? Because it's closed, and basically you don't know what it says in here because you haven't read it. Would someone like to come forward and read it? You did the last one. David, come forward. So open the envelope nice and quick. That's all right, you can, you know, you can rip it open, but that, we don't need to keep the envelope but get right in there. Oh, there's a message inside. What does it say? What does it say? Take, read it out loud. Take the three frogs out of the box and share them out during morning tea. Take the Freddo frogs out of the box and share them out during morning tea. Okay, do that then, David. Yeah. Are there any Freddo frogs in the box? That's the bag in the box. Are there any in there? Okay, so yeah, there are quite a lot. So you've got to make sure I get one. Okay, good. So if you give those to Stacey as well, and Stacey will give them back to you, David, at morning tea, and you can be responsible for sharing those out. Okay, so in here, in here, in God's Word, the Bible, there are all kinds of wonderful things that God wants us to know so that we can understand what he's doing in the world and how we can join in with it. But of course, if we never open this Bible, if we never read it, we're not going to hear from God. We're not going to know what God wants from us. You see, God has got amazing plans for our lives. He's got good things for us. But if we don't draw close to God, if we're not listening to God, we will never know those wonderful things that God has planned for us. And Paul says that the Holy Spirit will tell us what God wants for us so that we can live our lives or so we live lives that are worthy of Jesus. What does it mean to live lives that are worthy of Jesus? Does it mean that we'll be perfect with a little halo around our head? Is that what it means? Adults, does, is that what it means? No, if you're shaking heads, no. Does it mean that we'll be better than other people? No, it doesn't mean that at all. No, but it does mean that we'll be changed. Because if we've got God's Holy Spirit living within us, how could we not be changed by that? It means we'll be changed and we'll go on being changed so that we'll be better than we were before. And that will be very pleasing to the Lord. So how is all this possible? Well, our sin, that's everything we say and do and think that is against God's will for us. Our sin separates us from God. But when Jesus died on a cross, he took all our sin upon himself. So we turn away from sin, we turn away from all the bad stuff, and we turn towards God, we will receive God's forgiveness and everlasting life. We'll be able to live forever with Jesus. And Paul puts it like this. He says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. After Sylvia's baptism today, um, when we officially welcome her into the church, and I know they're just settling Sylvia outside, um, but I will say to Sylvia, God has brought you out of darkness and into his 
marvellous light. So Kyle and Paris, Dylan and Gemma, raising Sylvia in the church and encouraging her and helping her to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to her, to hear the Holy Spirit speaking into her life is actually by far the best thing that you could ever do for Sylvia. Because our prayer for her and for each one of us is that like the Colossians, we too will bear fruit in every good work. That we too will grow in the knowledge of God and that we too will be strengthened in all power. As followers of Jesus, we are transferred from darkness to light. Not because of anything that we do, but because of what Jesus has done for us. Why wouldn't we want to follow Jesus and live our lives according to his will? Let's pray. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have opened up the way for us to be brought back into a right relationship with with God and with you, Lord. And we pray that uh, you will help us to be attentive to what you might be saying to us, that we will want to draw close to you, to understand what your good and perfect and pleasing will is for our lives. We pray, Lord, that we'll we'll, we'll have a growing sense of excitement just knowing that you have a plan for us, a God-given plan that that was there before uh, the world even existed. Father, help us to live the lives that you have created us for and that you have called us to. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.